Welcome to the Off the Charts Football Podcast. I'm Matt Manicharian, former NFL scout and currently of Sports Info Solutions, joined by Aaron Schatz, the godfather of football analytics and the founder of Football Outsiders. We're going to come real quick this afternoon, just drop in with some thoughts on the Andrew Luck retirement and Jacoby Brissett and what to expect from him this year. And then we will come back later with a college football preview. Anyway, Aaron, let's get into it right now. First of all, how shocked were you when you found out this news? I don't know if it is possible to overstate the amount of shock that I was. I was pretty much as shocked as everybody else. You know, you're like watching preseason games and you're looking at Twitter and then all of a sudden, wow. It was a shock. And it's a shock. As far as I could tell, this is pretty much the most shocking retirement in the middle of someone's career. I don't know, since Jim Brown. I mean, you know, there was Calvin Johnson and there was Barry Sanders, but this is a quarterback, right? I mean, you don't have quarterbacks who retire in the middle of their careers. Quarterbacks last these days into their late 30s. Andrew Luck would have lasted into his late 30s, very likely. The Dolphins of Ricky Williams were built around one player as much as maybe the Colts were built around Andrew Luck early in his career. Um, If there's one thing that they have in common, both those guys got kind of run into the ground and were tired of it um, after they were that team that they were built around and expected to to shoulder all the load. So I think there's something, there's something in common there, but I'm with you, Jim Brown, you know, arguably the best football player ever, but still the impact of this retirement just feels uh, unbelievable. Tom Brady outlasted Peyton Manning plus Andrew Luck. And Brandon Whedon might get signed as the Colts' backup, which would mean Brandon Whedon outlasted Andrew Luck. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah, it's it's just outrageous. Um, all right, let's uh, let's look forward and talk about the the football though. Um, what are you making of this from a football perspective? How's this affecting all of your uh, season preparations and projections? And what what can we expect from Brissett? Yeah, I I mean, I went ahead and I I ran a new projection for the season, a new simulation, because this was so important. Now, our simulations are very conservative. In fact, you know, I need to do some analysis on it. It's possible they're too conservative. They're a little too wrapped around 8-8. and So with that, the Colts dropped from an average of 8.9 wins to an average of 7.2 wins in our simulations. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, 1.7 win, but it's a drop from 8th to 23rd. So that's a pretty significant drop going from Luck to Brissette. Now, it's possible that the variable that I use for a quarterback is too negative about Brissette. Because let's be honest, when he played in 2017, he played behind a horrifyingly bad offensive line. He didn't play with an offensive coach as good as Frank Reich. Uh, so certainly... You know, the argument can be made that he's in a better situation now than he was two years ago. He also isn't joining the team like as the season begins. He's been the number one quarterback all throughout the preseason. He's had all the reps. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. And and, and I think the hard thing to do is really to take a stand on Jacoby Brissett and, and what he's going to be this year. From a statistical perspective, we have to we have to be honest with ourselves that we don't know what Jacoby Brissett's going to be this year. And I think it really splits out two ways. Number one, you looked at the year in 2017 that he played, and it wasn't a good year overall. He was 15th in the NFL in total points that year from the quarter from passing total points specifically. 
not not the worst thing in the world, but I think more backup level quarterback than what we expected from from Andrew Luck certainly. And then you look deeper into the numbers; it was holding on to the ball a little bit too long, and it was accuracy that I think are the big questions with Brissett. He wasn't, as John Shirley pointed out in his article this week. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was not an accurate quarterback in college. He didn't show great accuracy. Um, 59% since he's been in the NFL. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But he was pressured on 44% of dropbacks in 2017. And on 15% of those, it was, it was because of a, of a blown block. Um, on, on 15% uh, of all plays, I should say, of all pass, of all dropbacks, he was pressured with a, dro- a blown block. And that's much more than what you see from Andrew Luck. So yes, Andrew Luck got rid of the ball more quickly last year. You can look at the, at the average time to throw, and it was much better. But that's partially going to be a Frank Reich thing. Andrew Luck got rid of the ball more quickly than Andrew Luck did over the rest of his career last year because of that Frank Reich offense. So what we can't just expect to see is Brissett be what he was in 2017. What we also can't expect is that you know he's going to be exactly what Andrew Luck is. What, what remains to be seen is where he falls in the middle. But I was encouraged by seeing just the improvement in the blown block pressure specifically. They split in you know about a third as many blown block pressures in 2018 compared to 2017. That shows you an improving offensive line, which kind of isolates that offensive line component of the pressure from, from just uh, pressures overall, which we know can be very quarterback dependent. So I want to see if he can get rid of the ball more quickly, but I also want to see with this offensive line, the old Don Shula, show me a good offensive line. I'll show you a good offense. This is a team that's not dependent on one player like that team was so so I'm, I'll be fascinated to see um, if he can grow from just kind of being a, an average quarterback somebody who can manage the game probably holds on to the ball a little bit too long risk averse he didn't throw very many interceptions in 2017 to seeing if he can take the next step and be a quarterback that you can really win with as opposed to being somebody that you have to hide you know it's interesting that the total points metric came out so high for present because he's only 27th in DVOA in 2017 I wonder what the difference is, and I wonder if part of it has to do with downfield throwing. Brissett was very good at the really deep stuff in 2017. We, we have a guy named uh, John uh, Kinsley who did a thing called the Deep Ball Project as a guest column where he looked at all passes of 16 or more air yards in 2017, and he actually had Brissett as the most accurate quarterback on, that deep, on those deep passes. The problem is most quarterbacks – are more accurate on short stuff than they are on deep stuff, and Brissett is not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bizarre right there. I think one of the reasons why we might find that Total Points liked him a little bit better than DBOA is because he's actually getting credited for how bad the offensive line was by Total Points. So all things being equal, if you're playing with a worse offensive line, Total Points is going to like your performance better. So it's, it's a little bit more separating out the positions as opposed to looking at how the overall passing offense performed. To your point, when we look at it, as opposed to looking at total points, when we look at it in terms of points above average, which is a, more of a plus minus way of looking at things as opposed to the accumulation of total value, he does fall down the rankings closer to that 27 spot that you were talking about in DVOA. Yeah, the 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 uh, the Colts now. I mean, we now them have them projected as the most likely team to be in last place rather than first place. But it's now a much tighter division. We actually have Tennessee now as our division favorites. Not that we have them as a super strong team, but we have that division is very tight. Who do you have as Tennessee's quarterback? Is, is that Mariota? 
well, it's Mariota, and so we'll have to see what happens with Fitzpatrick. And it's, there's definitely a possibility that we're overrating Mariota based on past performance. He certainly struggled in the preseason, but I think we've learned that struggles in the preseason don't necessarily carry over to the regular season. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to abandon all of my opinions on Daniel Jones quite yet. That's Well, that's one, of course, absolutely, that people are jumping to conclusions that are a bit ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, I would certainly... I would not switch from Mariota to Tannehill based on the pre, based on preseason play. That seems ridiculous to me. But Tennessee also has got a reasonable defense, and and you know they've got some receivers. And and I mean the offensive line is a little bit of a problem with Lewin miss, missing the first four games. But mostly we just kind of have them as a mediocre team with an easier schedule and a mediocre division where all the teams are pretty tight together. Gotta love that mediocrity in the AFC South. Uh, well, it's better than it used to be terrible AFC South. Now at least it's it's average AFC South. I mean, Tom Brady and the Patriots, just just by continuing to exist and not retire another day, the AFC looking that much more like like their conference to win again. Yeah, that and the Chargers keep, you know, having injury problems and Russell Okung's blood clots. And I mean, we had the Chargers as our favorite. We no longer have the Chargers as our favorite. In the new simulation, the Patriots are back to being the AFC favorites. All right, we're going to come back a little bit later on. We'll have the college football preview episode out tomorrow morning, Friday morning at 8 a.m. Before we get those week one games started um, after that, that thrilling week zero we had last, last week. Week zero! Woo! For producer Justin and Aaron Schatz, I'm Matt Manicharian. We'll talk to you later. Hey, this is Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, and I want to tell you about Football Outsiders Almanac 2019, celebrated as the best annual guide to the football season, featuring the most accurate NFL team projections, more than 500 fantasy football player projections with our Kubiak Fantasy Football preseason projection system, and expanded college football projections for the top 50 FBS teams and all 130 teams in FBS. This is our book that you know and love from every year, the most authoritative and innovative guide to professional football around, with cutting-edge statistical analysis, obsessive film study, trademark humor, tons of stats from our friends at Sports Info Solutions, like which team looks most often, which defensive backs have the best coverage, which wide receivers play most often in the slot versus wide and how they perform, and which receivers go longest on both complete and incomplete passes. All this stuff is broken down for you week-by-week stats from last season, five-year performance trends, analysis of off-season personnel changes, and probabilities on each team's chance to be a Super Bowl contender or a contender for the top pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. You can get Football Outsiders Almanac 2019 on our site, footballoutsiders.com. You can read a sample chapter about the Denver Broncos. You can buy the book in PDF form for $20, or you can go to amazon.com and get a paperback with over 500 pages of previews for $28.95. Football Outsiders Almanac 2019, the best annual guide to the NFL and college football seasons.